Luka Doncic hits the craziest game winner I think I've ever seen. In a game that I felt like Dallas should not win, Luka comes through as the savior once again. We'll break it all down in today's Locked On Mavericks podcast right now. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks podcast. get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's good. A Doncic dagger. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. Just totally woke up my wife and joining you, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Luka game-winning wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me? I don't know. Do we just sit in silence? Do we just wait this out and like look at each other or just play a montage of you know photos from Luka's childhood? Or, I mean, is he... Is he like going up to heaven in this in this picture right here? I've we have there's things in life that you're like, hey, I don't deserve getting this, but I'll take it. <laughs> and this is exactly how I felt watching this. I just I watched the play and I just said, there's no way. Because I was so spent. I was so ready for this to be a loss. They deserve to lose this game. And Luca just came through and said, hey guys. I got this. Let me do a floater from the three-point line. Yeah. Saved them again. I know you're a pastor, and I'm going to be completely sacrilegious in this next comment. (laughs) But in the Christian faith, there is a saying called saving grace, (laughs) where all of us are sinners. We all do bad things. We're all born into it. We did not deserve any good things that come to us. But Jesus Christ came down and saved us, and that's exactly what Luka Doncic did for the Mavericks. I... I mean, he did that exact thing. He came down. <laughs> he spoke to the people. He showed himself. They did not believe that it was him. And then here he is. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube right now, like, look at this. Like, this is where the shot came off of the balance, the coordination. He didn't even after the game, he said he didn't even see the rim on this shot. And obviously we're talking about the Mavericks win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Like the Memphis Grizzlies have to just be completely just yeah. devastated after that 114 to 113 win for the Dallas Mavericks. In a game that, like we've referenced, the Mavericks did not deserve at all. So we'll break that down. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us tonight, Thursday, if you're watching this. We will be talking some Luka, talking some Mavs, all that on the Locker Room app. Download it, changing the way that we talk sports. All right, let's get into I mean, we have to break down this final play. So the end stretch for the Mavericks was just another step on another step in this team becoming more mature and becoming a a better team, right? Like last year, it was really tough for them in the clutch. They were a really bad clutch team. And then now we're seeing them start start to take some steps in that direction. And especially like a game like this, they're playing bad. They're not hitting threes. They're making dumb mistakes. Their defense is kind of all over the place. Memphis was hitting their shots. Jonas was destroying them on the glass and destroying Mm -hmm. them, you know, with fouls and all that kind of stuff. John Morant was, it felt like the Mavericks either played Good defense in this game or awful defense, right? There was no like the the Grizzlies weren't just hitting clutch shot like tough shots, you know. It's just like either they were getting wide open dunks, wide open you know shots, or they were you know they were the Mavericks were being really tough on them on defense. 
And the Mavericks just put together and strung together a couple of plays at the end there. Ending with this crazy Luka shot, obviously, which, you know, maybe we'd be excited. (laughs) We'd probably be really disappointed if he didn't make this shot. But I thought they still had a couple of pretty big plays down the stretch that set up this shot and gave them a chance in the end when they probably should have had one anyway. No, not at all. Like, I, I texted you in the second half. I just said there's no there's no reason for us to be losing to Memphis no. right now. And even, you know, in, in the fourth quarter there that, you know, I wasn't like I didn't I didn't walk away from this game like too encouraged by our clutch play because, I mean, Grayson Allen, a 91 percent free throw shooter who killed us all night, misses yeah. two free throws and gives, you know, gives the Mavericks a chance here. And I thought there were some possessions that the Mavericks in the clutch uh, and on Luca's shoulders too. I thought Luca had a couple bad possessions in the yeah. clutch and even mm-hmm. like that last drive that he had before, you know, the game winning shot. I'm like, well, why are we doing a drive to the basket? There's so much to break four down seconds. at the end of that. I almost have to go watch it back again. But it's like, but this shot, winning cures all, right? We've talked about 100%. winning cure all, cures all with the Luca KP relationship, even though a lot of people are trying to dissect the celebrations after the game. <laughs> but winning cures all as far as what, you know, our tone and what we would be talking about right now would be analyzing play by play the fourth quarter in the clutch, which we probably should do anyway, but yeah. it was just brutal. And I, yeah, in a way you got to have some luck sometimes, but man, you have to have a savior too. And uh, this is where G and you make Jesus. your own luck. You make your own luck sometimes. And Luca's just that guy. And uh, after the game, Carlisle mentioned a whole bunch of things about, uh, he had a really hilarious comment about Luca making tough shots, and we'll play it a little bit later. But mm. just just talking about how Luca does these things, and we've seen Luca just the other day. He had that shot where he like did the the dribbling off his you know his knees, trying to keep it in the air off his head, and then boom, turned around and took a sh- tough shot. Like he's always just messing around, taking shots like this. Chris Porzingis after the game said that Luca's always doing you know shots like this, and he said he practices it just messing around, and so he kind of doing his 10,000 hours with crazy shots. He just does them all the time. Uh, and so I think that there, there, he, there is a little bit that he just does this because he's just so good. Uh, there's another sense that like Luca didn't even expect this shot to go in. There's, you know, we're just going to take the win, right? We're not, he said he was surprised it went in. Like he, I mean, he said, he's like, Hey, I, I was surprised it went in. It was a great feeling. And I mean, it, it was all smiles and laughter after the yes. game. We, like Nick said, K, KP praised Luca after the game. Said you know, talked about how unbelievable it was. How he he's glad he gets to watch that <laughs> and and all of that. So well, yeah. And there was the play with about three seconds left before this, uh, or there was a play earlier where Luca could have got the end one off of that floater, and he got fouled. Uh, he could have gotten the end one, and he could have tied it up there, and he thought they lost it there, right? He turns around, his face is in his hands, like looking up to the sky, and he he really thought that they lost it there. And so to get another chance at it, I'm sure he was super excited to get that <laughs> to get that yeah, chance back. Well, Kyle, Kyle Anderson, friend friend of the pod, Nemesis. Kyle Anderson. Uh, that's a deep cut now. This that's <laughs> almost four years ago. It feels like that. That's pretty. That is kind of crazy. Um. He hits that three, and you know they go up by five, and you're like, "I'd be dang it, they're gonna lose this game to freaking Memphis." With well, you- Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson and Valanch, like, like that. And I thought here's one of the most underrated plays of the game is the second free throw of Grayson Allen. Taylor Jenkins, if I was a Memphis fan, I would be very, very frustrated because 
the dude has Valanchunas on the bench. And I get that Grayson Allen is a 91% free throw shooter, but you're there's there's three seconds left. You know, so like it like I, I get that like you want to have Valanchunas off the floor for defense, but no matter if they miss and Dallas gets the ball, they're not gonna be able to like defensive matchups aren't gonna matter. So he he takes Valanchunas off. It's Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson rebounding the basketball. Guys, we've been there as Mavs fans. We've been there, done that with the whole like yes. put in a big for a rebound type thing. And Dwight Powell hustles his butt off and gets that board. They call Great the game t- for him. Oh, yes. We will definitely talk about Dwight Powell later in this pod. But he hustles, gets that rebound. I went back to watch it because I'm like, dang, did he beat Valanchunas for that board? Because he really like snagged that thing. He beat Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson, but still is an impressive rebound. And then bam, that leads to the Luca, you know, game winner. So I if I was a Memphis fan, that's what I would be very, very frustrated about right now is why wasn't Valanchunas in the game to get a potential rebound right there? And there's so many times they gave away this game too, right? This isn't just completely, oh, this got stolen from Memphis. Like Memphis, they the Mavericks were playing really bad this whole game, and Memphis never really like ran away with it. They had so many opportunities, and they gave those up too. Uh, if you're looking at, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, ESPN's win probability uh, with 3.2 seconds left before Luca hits the shot, um, 94.9 percent Memphis wins this game, and that's Luca. He's the point. Here, he's the five percent. That's hilarious. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. So. We will, uh, yeah, we'll get into this game, break down all the good, the good, the bad. Christoph Porzingis, I thought, had a good game. Dwight Powell, I thought, had a good game. There's just a lot of guys that were doing some good, some good stuff in this game. So we got to talk about it. We got to get into it. We'll break it all down uh, coming up. But before we do, let's talk about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a really good place for you to get all the parts available for your car or truck. You can go. And uh, check it all out. You can go right now. Go check out all the parts available for your car or truck. And you can save a bunch of money there. You can uh, go and find every single part available for your car or truck. You're going to save, for example, there's a fuel pump for a Honda Odyssey. Uh, if you're going to get it at a big chain store, if you're going to get it at a place that uh, you know you see on the side of the road, $353.99 for this fuel pump. Uh $216 at rockauto.com. That's a bunch of money right there. That's that's $140 that you could get tickets to go see Luca do another shot like that. All kinds of stuff you can get at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers as well for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto doesn't have that. So they have everything you need, plus the r- prices are always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And they know that we sent you, again, Right, locked on there. How did you hear about about us? Box amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will never need. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. RockAuto.com. Also, want to tell you about Locked On today. They'll be playing my Locked On now about Luka Doncic. They'll be talking about it and breaking down all kinds of stuff. They're gonna have WNBA draft, which is today on Thursday. By the way, they'll break that down afterwards. Go subscribe to Locked On today and follow wherever you get your podcast. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about this game because, good lord. Um, this the Mavericks just played awful in this game, right? Like, should we kind of start there? Why? <laughs> well, yeah, they played awful. Why should we? Why should we? You know, start talking about how? Like, where were the Mavericks playing badly and poorly? Because everyone's gonna say that today. They're like, they, they didn't deserve this game, and Luca bailed them out. And I even said that after the game. But what was it about this game that the Mavericks didn't play well? Like, what facet of the game? 
Well, defense killed me in this game again. I mean, I, I hate to be – I mean, I feel like this is a – 121 defensive rating, points per 100 possession. That, that's awful. That's like the worst defense in the NBA. Yes. it. I mean, my daughter right now just woke up, and she <laughs> hates the defense Devastated. For, Devastated. For the Mavs. But, no, I mean, it, it drove me nuts in this game because, like I said while I go, I mean, I get that these players are – you know, Memphis is a deep team, but we're, we're talking about Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, which I know Mavs Twitter probably freaked out tonight yeah. uh, about, you know, Desmond Bain hitting threes while Josh Green is, I don't – refilling water cups. And so – Was he that, in the celebration, though? Like, was he, <laughs> was he celebrating with his team? I think, I think he was celebrating with Check the screen grabs, check them, and we'll see if he's in that. But no, just defense killed me in it. And, you know, the rebounding thing, we can look at, you know, I think off the top of your head, you're probably like, oh, Valanciunas killed us on the boards. He did kill us on the boards. But when you look at it, you know, I think they only had one more rebound. Or actually, Dallas won the rebound in about a 45 to 44 in this game. But that, I would, yeah. Defense just it bothered me so much. It bothers me every game, especially when it's against guys that are not all stars in the league. And can I just say this? I tweeted this out, but I am I we there's so many times that we have been on this podcast and we have criticized Luca for his complaining to the refs. And he does. He could he does it too much and it does throw him off sometimes. But I am so sick and tired of guys like Dylan Brooks, players like Dylan Brooks getting away with doing some of the same stuff Luka gets called for text for in some of his games. I am sick of that bull crap. Like, if you're a role player, like, you should get some of those texts that Luka gets. But when you're a top five player in the league, you shouldn't get a tech for saying and one. And I get it was rescinded and stuff, but some of Luka's texts are getting a little too touchy for me now. So I, I will come to the defense in that situation even though he should stop he should get better at it some of that i mean we saw some players from memphis tonight just throw a fit and they got absolutely nothing it seemed like every single play memphis thought they were getting fouled and i know the mavericks do that kind of same thing too but when Jonas is like <laughs> getting hit sure but then also he's whacking you back at the same time the refs yeah. just kind of let some of that stuff go um yeah you can't super compl- you can't complain that much also the referees they have a meeting after I think, or before every single game to go over trends, to go over stuff. And Luca obviously has, you know, not necessarily a target on his back, but he has a stigma now, reputation that he's a complainer, he's a whiner. It came out from, you know, Zach Lowe and then Mark Cuban responded to it and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And so now he has that mark on his back a little bit. And so I think refs are going after him. The one, the number I wanted to bring up, we have on the screen on YouTube right now, fast break points. Memphis had 19 fast break points in this game. The Mavs only had seven in this game. Memphis really took advantage of the Mavs there. Uh, the Mavs didn't even turn the ball over that much, 11 times, which is just about average for the Mavericks in the turnover battle. Uh, yeah, so Memphis was just hitting their threes, and they were getting a couple – Second chance points here and there, but mostly I feel like it was that that fast break number. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about so the Mavericks in this game. Uh, oh, the other thing I want to say about Memphis is the Memphis was was getting all these mid range shots and they were hitting tons of mid range shots in this game. Uh, just absolutely wild. If you look at their shot chart, I actually bring it back up here on YouTube. You look at this shot chart, like look at this area from for the Mavs. There's like no 
real shots in here. And for Memphis, there's like so many shots in this like five to ten to fifteen foot area uh, that they were hitting. It's just all done like down the middle of the lane, and they're hitting a bunch of shots there. And the Mavericks just kind of giving it up because the Mavericks are playing drop coverage, and the Mavericks always play drop coverage. And so it just so happened that some of these Memphis players were starting to hit shots in that area, uh, and it wasn't even Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's just hitting from deep, and I'm sure you enjoyed every single minute of Grayson Allen, Isaac. I hated every bit of it. I'm like, of all people. Grayson Allen turns into JJ Redick, you know, back in the day, and he hit six threes in this game. I think he had 14 points in the first quarter. I'm like, do I just need to turn this off and just like say, screw the pod for tonight after the first quarter? I'm like, I can't take a Grayson Allen 40 point game and Mavericks loss. So I just want to say that, man, he really tripped up at the end when he missed those two free throws. It's, uh, it was nice to see. I'm a dad now. I can get away with those jokes. Uh, yeah, so the Mavericks really struggled in this game. I thought that uh, Josh Richardson had a really rough game in this one. Uh, he finished three of nine, only 26 minutes. I don't know if, how much he played even in the fourth quarter. I bet I can look oh, that can up. I, can, can I save a Josh Richardson convo, or conversation for the third segment? Oh, you want to save it? Yeah, I have a question for you on this. He actually did not play in the fourth quarter, and I'm not super. I'm not really surprised by that, but no. that is kind of notable. Uh yeah, Josh Richardson struggled in this game. Maxi just could not hit the broadside of a barn from three. Two of nine in this game from three. They were just giving up. It was, they were basically treating him like Dorian, <laughs> like the Jazz treat Dorian in this game. Maxi um, off the dribble, too. He, um, yeah, I mean, we we love, love Maxi. And he did and, other things to help the team win, too. Down the stretch, yeah. rebounding, defending, all that. And one thing, I know I, I was talking about the, the lack of defense you know, a little bit ago. Luca gets the defensive player of the game belt. <laughs> tonight so big time he hadn't won it all season he perked up he lit up when he was asked about it and he was like hey it was probably before that block at the end of the game which man he gets credit for that was if please somebody clip that and save it for anybody out there who is in the camp of like Luca's just as bad defense as Trey Young or some of these other people in the league or James Harden or Luca's just bad at defense and you want to fall into that just lazy narrative that some people want to fall into, then watch plays like that. Clutch moment, clutch game, fourth quarter, Ja Morant, Josh trying to cross him up, do some you know dribble moves to get to the basket. Luca stays in front of him the entire time. Ja tries to score on him. Luca literally just takes it out of his hands as he's shooting the ball in the paint incredible defensive play that's where Luca playing defense in big moments that's where you see the difference there's sometimes he you know he gets lazy a little bit on defense here and there a guy cuts to the basket he gets beat on it I get that but Luca man-to-man defense he's not bad and if if you think he's bad then I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this card that I don't like <laughs> pulling very often and saying you just need to watch some more games, bro. <laughs> do you do you even watch the do games, you watch, bro? Do you watch games, man? I mean, do you even watch on. the games, bro? Uh, but let's get into some positives because we, we went over all the, the the negatives, I think, or at least some of the negatives. Luca also just couldn't hit a lot of shots until, ironically, the very end of the game. Um, the positives in this game. Chris Porzingis, I thought, had a really good game. I wanted him to get more shots towards the end. He had that one floater in, in, you know, in crunch time that was really, really good. He only took three shots in the fourth quarter. But I think he'd probably want more shots, too. He wanted more, he'd want more shots for sure. But he finished 7 of 13 from the field, 21 points, only six rebounds in this game. Really tough. But he played Jonas really tough, I thought. He tried. You know, He was going after him. 
he really tried to stand his ground. It, it's just he's just Jonas is just so much bigger than Porzingis. He's always just going to have a disadvantage against guys like that. Yeah. And how much did Jonas really kill him? Like nineteen and fifteen? I don't know. <laughs> At least it's not like a thirty and twenty five or thirty and twenty. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are times that. You know, Jonas got a couple boards by just like holding off KP. It's kind of like what I do with my son there. when he's trying to get a cookie off the counter. And I'm just like <laughs> holding him off with one arm while I'm like trying to get something out of the cabinet. That, and, that same cookie for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my, that is my cookie. My built bar. But, but no, that's the Yeah, but your hope is that KP makes up for it on the offensive end. But once again, we saw a little bit, you know, a little bit of tonight, what we've talked about a million times. They weren't putting you know Jonas on KP at times. They were putting Jonas on Maxi or maybe Dorian and putting a guy like Kyle Anderson or something on KP. So this is what teams are going to keep doing. Yeah, absolutely. Coming up, let's get into a couple more positives. Got to talk about Dwight Powell. Got to talk about mm. Luca a little bit more and break down some of the end plays of this game. How did the Mavericks pull this game off in the clutch? We'll break it down a little bit more. We'll talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet online is the one-stop shop to put down some money and to bet on sports, but it doesn't have to be just live sports. You can do the NFL draft. I got it pulled up right here on YouTube. Look up uh, NFL draft odds. You can look at some of these guys. A second pick overall, Zach Wilson minus 2,500. So they really think Zach Wilson's going number two. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, Penny Sewell, who's going to my Cincinnati Bengals, hopefully. Third overall pick. Uh, this one's a little bit more highly contested. Mac Jones. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and then Zach Wilson, a, a deep not not favorite, I guess, of that one. Uh, first offensive lineman, Penny Sewell, he's going to go. First pick of the draft, Trevor Lawrence, minus 10,000 favorite. So if you want to make some money, uh, I guess you can bet against that if you want, but you have to bet $10,000 to win a hundred. <laughs> I'll pass on that. Yeah, I think I think I won't. It's a little rich. I also looked at the screen thinking that that was a list of prospects and it's the box score. But oh dang, I did the wrong I did the wrong screen. Anyway, uh, but yeah, you can bet on the you can bet on the NFL draft. Go put down uh, a a deposit and use the promo code Lockdown get a fifty percent welcome bonus to the first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also want to tell you about our friends Locked On NBA Draft, Richard Stamen and the crew, Rafael Barlow, the Draft Dummies guys, they, that's what they call themselves. They are going to break down all kinds of prospects that you guys want to hear about. Locked On NBA Draft, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about some positives. So the Dallas Mavericks in this game, uh, we talked about the negatives. Porzingis, again, a, a positive, I thought. He was getting some shots off. He's, I like his shot selection. Right now, I think that I, I've not seen a shot recently that I'm like, ah, dang, I don't want him to take that. Some of those deep threes, maybe, but I feel like he's getting shots off where he needs to. So all this talk about I need the ball here, I need you know my minutes here, all that kind of rhythm kind of talk. I feel like it's kind of working for him. Yeah, there's a couple times he'll like he'll get posted up or he'll post up and, you know a little too far away from the basket. And he'll take kind of a contestant, you know, jumper. There was one he took tonight. He actually made it and got fouled. So he it, makes some of those though. It, it worked out. Well, yeah, he makes some of them, but I'm I'm still not walking away from a you know a twelve to you know a fifteen footer over the top of someone, you know, long mellow type two in someone's face. I'm not walking away from that saying that that's an ideal possession. I do think his shot selection has got better. I do agree with you that, but yeah, but also I think Dallas is kind of getting him more involved, you know, at the same time to where I think some of those bad shots that we've saw, we've seen in the past, 
come out of frustration to where he's not getting the ball. And then I, I think they're doing a better job at getting him involved you know, you know, throughout the game to where it helps those shot, that shot selection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dwight Powell, we talked about him. He was a big positive in this game. And I think he can play really well against a team like this that plays, you know, a smaller center off the bench. Xavier Tillman, that guy is what, 6'7? Like he, he yeah. does not look whatever he's listed at, 6'9 or whatever. And then Brandon Clark, he's also not that big either. So Dwight can play against guys like that. If they're not going to have a huge center coming off the bench, a Dwight Howard or somebody like that, Dwight Powell can play against those guys. He's 6 of 7 in this game. Luca and him, like the pick and roll and the stuff around the rim, that was the only thing going for them for a while there. Yeah. Like that was the only offense they could really get because guys weren't hitting their open threes and Luca wasn't hitting really anything. And so that, like, Luca was just going for bunnies with Dwight Powell and it really worked. Also, eight boards in this game for, he finished with 12 points, eight boards, two of them on the offensive end, had a steal in this game. I just thought he brought really, really good stuff in this game. Yeah. His energy was infectious. The pick and roll stuff was, was super obvious. Uh, he was a minus three tonight, but still, I mean, 12 points off the bench, like you said, 12 and eight uh, in just 15 minutes. Uh, his impact was felt. I mean, I, I thought it was very noticeable. Also, I also want to point out Dorian. Dorian was a plus 14 tonight, highest plus minus on the team. Yeah, he all his minutes I felt like were impactful. Uh, he was only one of four from the three-point line, but seven points, six boards, an assist, a steal. And in the end, like at the end, he just had a couple of possessions where he – willed it for the Mavericks. That three that Dorian hit late there, that with three minutes and 15 to tie it at 104, that was a massive shot, which came right after the Mavericks just really rebounding like crazy. Luca hit a three with about four minutes to go, and I thought, okay, here we go. Here's some momentum, finally. It's like it's weird in a game like this where it's just so stop and start and so down for the Mavericks that one shot felt like momentum. <laughs> you yeah. hit one three, and all of a sudden it starts to feel like you got momentum. And then it felt like so there was a timeout after that, and the Mavericks came back, and it felt like they came back with a different intensity. Whatever Carlisle said or whatever, whatever the Mavericks said to each other in that timeout, I felt like really they – brought the intensity after that they're like all right this is put up or shut up time at this point and so i thought they came out uh yeah it's about that about a 326 mark in the fourth quarter they came out and they started rebounding the ball like mad i thought they were gang rebounding they were going for it they were putting bodies on guys i thought they were really doing well there and dorian was a big part of that yeah six boards for dorian eight for maxi six for kp i thought especially late kp uh that's you know when we know a player is like frustrated at times, or at least in the past, we know he's been frustrated with like touches, whatever you also, what I tend to do is I watch these players off the ball or like going for rebounds yeah. or defense, whatever. I'm like, all right, let's see how engaged when they're not touching the ball. Got to do even other though, stuff. Yes. And even though KP didn't get the, you know, a ton of touches in the fourth there and in towards the end, he was fighting for some rebounds and that was super encouraging to me. I'm like, all right, you're still going to go down and bang with Valanciunas, even though you're not getting the touches on the other end. I, I like that from him. Absolutely. Absolutely. In that. In that. So a uh, couple of things down the stretch. Let's, let's break it down. So the like Kyle Anderson hits that three with two minutes to go and it was one eleven, one Oh six. And you're just like, oh, they don't have it. Right. Like they just don't, it doesn't feel like they have it, but uh, the Mavericks, you know, come down on, on the other end. Luca gets that block on Morant. It leads to a, you know, KP Chris house like that pump fake and drive on Jonas with a minute 10 left. He drives yeah. on him, drives right, by the way, which is rare for him, drives right into the lane and hits a floater kind of over kind of over Kyle Anderson, kind of over Jonas, 
and hits that shot. Uh, the Mavericks are then down by three. Luca hits the he tries to go for the two for one. I guess hits that that layup really really you know really quick. And we were like, oh man, he should have gone for a three there. Um, he didn't get the two for one at that point. The Mavs foul then. No, I had an issue with the three, the, the next possession. He had the quick layup on Valanciunas in that possession right up under his arm, and then that was, he scored with like 25 seconds left, so then yeah. they had to play the foul game. My issue was when it was under 10 seconds, he drives in. He got fouled and almost got the end one, which would have right. been awesome to tie it up, but they were down three, and he got fouled for that shot. That's what's crazy to think about. Luka gets fouled in the paint. And goes to the free throw line. The Mavericks are down three with three seconds left. And look what all unfolded after that. Because <laughs> he they, misses a free throw. And it didn't matter. And they won anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the winning cures all sins kind of deal. Uh, yeah, the Mavericks foul there at the end. And it just came down to, I mean, it kind of came down to me, those, those couple of plays. That block on John Morant. KP, yeah. the pump and drive and the score on the floater. Luca with that should have been and one that, you know, could have gone better. And then the final, the final shot that he gets off somehow. I, I just It all comes back to that shot. And we don't get it. I think I think we Yeah, what, makes what's the it, conversation today? The what? What's the conversation today if he misses a shot? Oh, if he misses a shot, it's Luca misses the clutch free throw. It's why yeah. didn't Luca, you know, pass it out or Pass it out or take a three instead of driving with three seconds left down by three. Maxi uh, was open on that play. Yeah, Maxi was open. Why didn't KP get more touches in the fourth? You know, the yep. you know, the defense is bad again. You know, these are all the storylines if he doesn't hit the shot, but he makes the shot. And it's the shot that, you know, how how many times are people like myself, Brad Townsend, whoever throughout the year that we're at these games before the game, we're tweeting out these videos of him making these crazy shots or it's the bubble. And, you know, Chopper is tweeting out from the Mavs <laughs> these crazy shots that he's kicking in. Carlisle talks about this so much after the game. He's like, this dude makes every shot. And he talked about <laughs> losing money to Luca and how he he's like, how many thousands of dollars I've lost to Luca in betting and how he paid Luca back in Mexico City with pesos. You ready? This is Rick Carlisle talking about Luca hitting shots and then betting. Yeah, look, I can't tell you how many thousand dollars I've lost to him on half court shots. Um you know, one time in Mexico City, our second year, you know, I I paid him off in pesos because I was so pissed about it. Um, and I don't bet I don't bet with him anymore because I've seen him do everything. I've seen him I've seen him call swishes from half court. I've seen him kick the ball in from forty feet. Um, you know, anytime we walk into practice and he's Sitting on a sitting on a on a table, getting stretched out behind a basket, and says, "Hey, coach, if I make a shot, it's practice over." And I'm always like, <laughs> "Forget it, no way." He's gonna make the shot. He's gonna make the shot somewhere. I said, "No way." I said, "No way." He said, "I'm until practice is over." You gotta love it. Uh, any closing thoughts from this game? Just, I mean. No, just Lucas saved the day again. I mean, I think. I mean, you look at where what that one shot did for standings. I mean, they went from being a half game. I think it was a half game up on Memphis to him making the shot. And now they're two and a half games up on Memphis with the tiebreaker now. Yeah. With the tiebreaker, this is crazy. If the season ends like it is now, 
this is the first matchup we're going to see in the in this dumb playing tournament and it's Dallas versus Memphis and we're going to get this all over again except Memphis will probably have Jaron Jackson Jr. you know in, in that game so that it will be a tougher game if this is how it plays out but I, I was so mad that they were going to lose this because we've seen Portland losing you know lose games they lost Portland just lost to Boston you know a few nights ago and it's like here we go like let's take advantage of this and this one Lucas shot inches them a step closer now they're just a game back from Portland they're up on Memphis by a couple games they have to take advantage of these games and this Lakers series coming up and you know next week is going to be massive the next couple of games for the Mavericks you want to you want to uh just predict all of them I was thinking we just go through the rest of the season, if that's cool with you. <laughs> they're off. They're off Thursday. Friday they play the Knicks at home. They play the Kings on Sunday at home. They played the Pistons on Wednesday at home. All of those are must wins. Have to right? Like you have. To, if you want to complain about the play in, if you want to complain about all this, you have to win all those games. Those are all winnable games. You have to win. And then it's Thursday and Saturday. Lakers and it doesn't look like LeBron's going to be there. Still have not heard Anthony Davis. Maybe right could be back by then. He could set, he could set out a couple more weeks. Because at that point we're talking about that's a week from today, that Thursday, um, that first Lakers game. So those guys could both be out. Those if if they're both out, those are must win. Then Kings again in Sacramento, like that. <laughs> that's Kings a, doing great right now too. <laughs> That's all right. Don't need Luca. <laughs> that th- this next stretch: Knicks, Kings, Pistons, Lakers, Lakers, Kings. Then Warriors after that. Then Pistons. Then Wizards. Then Kings. Like <laughs> oh hey, Westbrook's God. been balling. Sure, but this next stretch right here, the the Mavericks have to come out of that like I don't know whatever it is seven and one or six and one or whatever it is, and they could really take the next step here in the standings. And this is and this is where you get out of the playing this next stretch right here. Quietly, they're four and a half back from Denver, who just lost Jamal Murray. That's a long ways up there, but I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Well, and what then three and a half back from the Lakers? So yeah, four yeah. and a half back from Nuggets. Three and a half so, back from the Lakers. So a big standings thing. Playing tournament's still a huge deal. It's still being talked about. If y'all missed yesterday's pod for some reason, go listen to <laughs> yesterday's pod. We argued about it. Mark Cuban quote tweeted our pod yesterday, giving more thoughts about it because we were talking about Cuban's comments about it. So it's still a, a hot topic in the NBA, and it will continue to be as we build up to that. So yeah, YouTube, podcast, wherever, the Odyssey app. <laughs> nice nice yeah we don't go full first take very often but we definitely did on that podcast we disagreed on it go listen to it i thought it was good podcasting uh guys yeah we'll be back with more thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps Boom. so luca take us through what happened there at the end i mean it looks like you're losing your balance take me through what happened i was losing my balance <laughs> i don't know it's it just, I was so surprised when it went in. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but I really don't know. <laughs>